What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is Saturday, December 16th. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for today's show. There's a really good, I prepared a really good show today. Really good stories, a lot of good stuff to talk about. I'm excited. We, it is Saturday. I do not normally record podcasts on Saturdays. So the show usually goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yesterday was my last day of the semester. So I had three finals. I also recorded an episode of my podcast, my other second podcast, What's Up Sham. My buddy Ryan came over. We talked about Bitcoin. It was really interesting. I learned a ton. Uh, But the problem was it got to 9 p.m. and I still hadn't recorded a show. And I decided instead of rushing out a podcast and and, and trying to get it out really quickly, I wanted to sit on it. I wanted to wait. I wanted to do it the right way. So I I waited till Saturday. Here this is. I want to give you guys the best possible content that I can. So here we are on a Saturday doing a podcast. Man, there's some good stuff today. By the way, I mean, I, it's some really, really exciting stuff. We're going to talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to Tom Brady later. RG3 has a lot of stupidity I can't wait to talk about. I'm also going to make baseball interesting. There's one story right now that's just fascinating me in the world of baseball. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find my full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube. You can also find my best, most interesting clips. Man, I'm excited. We are, we're growing something really cool. It's really taking off. On YouTube, it's exploding. We're, we're getting a lot of subscribers, a lot of comments, getting some views. Our, our downloads are really high. You guys are kicking butt. You're telling people about this podcast, and it's really great. Continue to tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. I'm chasing my dream. I want to have a company someday where all I have to do, not all I have to do, where all I get to do is prepare and deliver podcasts. That is my absolute favorite thing in the world. We are well on our way to doing that. You guys are awesome. I love you guys so very much. I'm really grateful. Continue to tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Oh, our first story is awesome. So my first car was a my first car was a 1996 Volkswagen Jetta. It was an automatic, and, and it really sucked. My friends made fun of it. They called it the Inferno, but it was good. It was a good car. It got me from point A to point B. But the key to this was that it was an automatic, which means it did a lot of the work driving for me. I didn't have to shift gears. There's a computer that does it for you. When my younger brother died, I got his car. My brother left me his car and his will, um, and I I wanted to keep it. I wanted to. I got rid of my Jetta and kept his '95 Corolla because I wanted that car for the sentimental value it held. I really wanted to learn how to drive that car. The problem was that car was a manual, a stick shift. I needed to learn how to shift gears by myself. I didn't have a car doing it for me. And it was a whole new process. It was, it was really incredibly tough. Overnight, my ability to drive completely changed. The whole system changed. One day I was able to drive to work without even thinking about it. The next day I couldn't even pull out of my driveway. It was so difficult. It really was hard for me. The system completely changed. And it took a while for me to learn how to drive again. That is Dak Prescott in a nutshell. That is exactly what has happened to Dak Prescott when Dak Prescott lost Ezekiel Elliott for six games because he was suspended. Dak Prescott has had to learn how to win football games a different way with a different system that's much harder. It's very similar to me going from an automatic car to driving a stick shift. Let's look at this. Let's look at the storyline from the last five games uh, that Dak Prescott has not had Ezekiel Elliott. For the last five games, Ezekiel Elliott has gone two and three. He's won two games. He's lost three of them. And we've seen a huge progression of Dak Prescott. Here are the statistics. So in the first three games, Dak Prescott had zero touchdowns, five interceptions, 
and had never gotten more than 200 yards passing. Never once in his first three games without Ezekiel Elliott did he throw for more than 200 yards passing. And they lost all three games, by the way. Horrible, awful, absolute blowout losses. It was atrocious. Then in the fourth game, Dak Prescott won the game. He kind of figured it out. He beat, he, he blew out the Redskins 38 to 14. He had two touchdowns, but he still only had 102 yards passing. It was a, a, a mediocre, meandering game, but it was better. It was finally he had some success and played well without Ezekiel Elliott. Then in the fifth game without Ezekiel Elliott, he really figured it out. He had 332 yards passing against the Giants, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a blowout win. Dak Prescott just had to learn how to play quarterback without Ezekiel Elliott. You changed his system. He needed time to learn how to play a different way. Last night, I drove my manual up a hill in the snow, and I'm very proud of that. I have gotten much better at driving a manual car. I learned how to drive a car differently. But when I, when I first started driving a manual, when I was really bad at driving my car, I could barely pull out of my driveway, no one said to me, man, you're terrible at driving. You don't know how to drive. They said, oh, you're learning how to drive a new car. It's a new system. It's something you've never done before. So why do we do the same thing to Dak Prescott? Why do we expect Dak Prescott to play exactly the same without Ezekiel Elliott? Adversity makes a man. This process without Ezekiel Elliott has been incredibly beneficial for Dak Prescott. He needed this time to fight through and get better. Just like I said he would, just like I said weeks ago that Dak Prescott would be better on the other side, Dak Prescott has fought through this and is now better because of his time without Ezekiel Elliott. We have seen, we have seen over the last five weeks, development and the maturing process of Dak Prescott. One of my favorite movie quotes of all time is this. The greatest teacher, failure is. Yoda. Yoda from Star Wars. That is Yoda. Dak Prescott has absolutely developed and matured. He needed to take some losses. He needed to get hit in the mouth to really learn how to play quarterback without relying on Ezekiel Elliott. The, the Cowboys are better for Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. Dak Prescott is better for Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. On the other side of this, Dak Prescott is better. He's dealt with adversity and he responded well, just like he said, I said he would, because he's a mature, fantastic quarterback, absolutely the franchise quarterback for the Cowboys and the quarterback of the future. You should not doubt Dak Prescott anymore. He has proven, I believe Dak Prescott has proven, he is absolutely the guy. Don't doubt him. That's stupid and ridiculous. Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback and is better because of the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. We're going to watch Dak Prescott's playing the Raiders tomorrow. He is going to tear them up. Just watch. Not only do are the Raiders not very good on defense, they have a really bad secondary, but Dak Prescott's eager to prove himself. He's going to go out and annihilate the Raiders. Just watch. Dak Prescott will tear up the Raiders tomorrow on Sunday. I want to stick with the Cowboys. I have an interesting stat I found related to the Cowboys. How do I define valuable? The most valuable thing is what is necessary for you to be successful. So I've said this many times. I've repeated over and over again. My computer is the most valuable thing in this room. Not the most expensive. Not the most uh, coveted. My camera's really expensive. My lights are, they make the lights look great. But without my computer... None of this would be possible because that's how I edit my show. That's how I record my show. Without my computer, I could not make a podcast. Therefore, my computer is the most valuable thing in this bedroom, even though it is far from the most expensive. 
you think when you think of the Cowboys, you think of Dak Prescott, you think of Ezekiel Elliott, you think of Jason Witten. What I have found through the statistics is that Sean Lee is absolutely the most valuable player on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to credit uh, Reese, Wad- Reese Waddle, Reese Waddell, Reese Waddle. I found I found his article on a website. I'm going to put credit uh, to link in the bio. These stats I'm going to share with you are incredible. This is the Dallas Cowboys with Sean Lee in the lineup. With Sean Lee in the lineup, the Dallas Cowboys are 6-2. and two. They allow 18 points per game on defense, and they allow an average of 313 yards per game. So that's, that's with Sean Lee. Now, without Sean Lee in the lineup, when Sean Lee's injured or not playing for the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are 1-4. They average 30 points. They give up 30 points a game on average and allow an average of 386 yards per game. That's, they allow 50, uh, over 50 more yards per game, about 12 more points per game, and they've only won one game out of five without Sean Lee in the lineup. And what's even crazier, another stat that's even more mind-boggling is the turnover margin. With Sean Lee in the lineup, the Cowboys have a plus eight turnover margin. That means that it, how, the way you calculate that is you take, away, you take the, the takeaways, the possessions that the Cowboys have and the possessions the Cowboys lose, and you, you take it's the math equation. So with Sean Lee in the lineup, they have eight more possessions than the other team. Without Sean Lee in the lineup, they have six less than the other team. That is a 14-possession swing. You have the ball 14 more times because you have Sean Lee in the lineup, and he's a defensive player. So, so why, why, does, why does Sean Lee make the Cowboys so much better? Because he, he's unequivocally, those are the numbers. They are so much better with Sean Lee. They are 6-2 and two with Sean Lee, 1-4 and four without Sean Lee in the lineup. Well, Sean Lee is the quarterback of their defense. He's their linebacker. What that means is he lines people up. He tells people where to go on defense. He's a vocal leader. He talks. People follow Sean Lee into battle. And let's be honest, Sean Lee's really good at football. Sean Lee's out. He's a Pro Bowl linebacker. He's fantastic. Uh, you, you can't win without Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's very important. He's your franchise quarterback. But Sean Lee is necessary. With Dak Prescott, without Dak Prescott, Sean Lee is still necessary for the Cowboys to win. Sean Lee, it's incredible, it really is. He may be my defensive player of the year, and he spent a lot of time on the injury list because the numbers are truly incredible. Without Sean Lee in the lineup, the Cowboys cannot seem to win games. And with Sean Lee, the Cowboys do. Sean Lee is necessary for the Cowboys to win. He's the most valuable player on the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott returns next week. Next week against the Seattle Seahawks, Ezekiel Elliott will make his return to the football field. I am predicting right now Ezekiel Elliott will explode. Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a great game. He's going to blow your socks off and have a fantastic, fantastic statistical football game. Do you remember when Tom Brady was suspended? Tom Brady was rested after four games off at the beginning of last year, and he came back throwing BBs. Tom Brady has never had a better year than after his four-game suspension last year. He came back angry. He came back fresh, prepared, well-rested. That is what is going to happen to Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to come back in week 
15, 16 of the NFL, I believe, something like that. He will be the most rested running back in the entire league. He's going to come back fresh and dominate everybody. I am scared for the Seattle Seahawks. I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm afraid the Seahawks are going to get absolutely annihilated by Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott next Sunday. Not tomorrow, but next Sunday. Wow. Ezekiel Elliott might tear the Seattle Seahawks up. I'm afraid for my favorite team in the NFL. Last week, Carson Wentz tore his ACL. I think it's time everyone has this conversation. It's time to have a conversation about running quarterbacks. Here are some of the injured quarterbacks we have this season. Ryan Tannehill, a runner. Deshaun Watson, a runner. Carson Wentz, a runner. Out, torn his ACL. Marcus Mariota missed time. He's a runner. And this is not a perfect metric. I'm not saying that every running quarterback gets hurt. And if you're not a running quarterback, you won't get hurt because Derek Carr got hurt, the Raiders quarterback. Carson Palmer also got hurt, but I think that's just because he is old. The point is there's always risk when you step onto a football field. However, running quarterbacks have a higher risk of getting injured. They are more likely. It's undisputable. It is a fact. A running quarterback is more likely to get hurt than a pocket quarterback like Tom Brady. Michael Vick got injured far more than Tom Brady did, and they were in the NFL at the same exact time. Let's look at who's healthy right now in the NFL. Tom Brady's healthy. Ben Roethlisberger's healthy. Drew Brees is healthy. Matt Ryan is healthy. I do not gamble. I, I make a joke with my friends. I say, I have a hard enough time making money. I don't need creative ways to lose it. It's true. Every time you step on a football field, you are taking a small risk. It's a small gamble. You're making a small bet. But running quarterbacks, a running quarterback is like betting your house. You're going all in and risking it all every time your quarterback takes off and runs. And the reward is super high. Look at Michael Vick. Michael Vick was incredible. He's flashy. He made, he made guys miss. You know, it's, it's really good. It really is good as a quarterback. It's hard to defend a running quarterback. But uh, the, the, the risk is not worth it. I need my car. I'm, it'll make all sense in a minute. I need my car to be successful. I drive to work. I drive all over the place. I drive home. I need my car to be successful where I am in college. If I drove, if every time I drove my car, I drove 95 miles an hour and was almost, almost crashed my car every time I drove, my friends would say, what in the world are you doing? You need your car to be successful. Why are you treating your car that way? Why are you risking your car every time you get into it and drive? Isn't it the same thing with running quarterbacks? We, we've seen you need a quarterback to be successful in the NFL. If your franchise quarterback goes down, your season is over. Over. So what are we doing? Why are quarterbacks taking off and running? I, I get it. It's, it's sexy. It looks great. It's flashy. It's kind of like having a nice sports car. But at the end of the day, if your car, your great sports car that looks incredible, can't finish the race, what is the point? What is the point? You just wasted a lot of time. You wasted everybody's time. A running quarterback is an all-in gambling your house. You're, you're betting the farm, and often it's not worth it. The risk is way higher. You can lose everything with your quarterback running. My favorite quarterback is Russell Wilson. I love the Seahawks. They're my favorite team. If Russell Wilson gets hurt, the Seahawks season is over. 
It is over. We cannot win games without Russell Wilson. Right now, Russell Wilson has 32 of the Seahawks' 33 offensive touchdowns. If we lose Russell Wilson, our season is completely ruined. It scares me. Every time Russell Wilson takes off and runs, I am scared for my life. I'm scared for our season. I do not want to lose our quarterback. Running quarterbacks are a huge risk, and it's very important we know. I, I would not want a running quarterback as my franchise quarterback of my football team. I want a guy who stays in the pocket. I don't want to bet the farm every time I go and make a gamble. I don't bet at all, let alone my entire house or risking my car. If your franchise quarterback goes down, your season is over. And that is what it's like every time a running quarterback takes off and runs. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I am going to take a short break. When I return... Oh man, I'm very, very, I'm so excited. I have a great Robert Griffin III story I cannot wait to share with you guys. A fascinating baseball story, probably the most engaging, interesting baseball story I have seen all year. We'll talk about Tom Brady down the road. A lot of good stuff is ahead. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find my full entire podcast, the video version on YouTube. You can also find my best and most interesting clips. So if you like one of my opinions, you can share it to your friends and be like, hey, this guy gets Michael Jordan. He understands that LeBron James is the better player ever to play the basketball. Or whatever, whatever my opinion is, you can share them with your friends. Tell your friends about this podcast. We're growing at an incredible rate. It blows my mind. It is so exciting. Continue to share Strong Opinion Sports with your friends. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, and I'll be right back. All right, we are back. I am very sorry. This podcast will probably post uh, later, like around 8 o'clock on Saturday. That is because... I'm working. I'm actually broadcasting at a basketball game today. I'm very, very excited to work uh, the Washington State basketball game, broadcasting that. So I'm going to have to leave in about an hour, so I probably won't get to uh, edit this podcast until later tonight. I'm really excited to share with you guys. I hope uh, you understand when it does come out why it's later on a Saturday. I'm sorry. That is how it is. I have a friend. You probably have a friend like this, too. He's a, he's a grand storyteller. He's, every time you see him, he has a better and better story. Until you realize, wait a minute, what? That, that can, no way. No stinking way. You did not meet Lady Gaga at the bars last night. I do not believe you for one second. Unless I see evidence, I don't trust this guy. My buddy, he's a great storyteller. They're engaging. They're fun. But man, like, I just, I don't believe him anymore. There's these ridiculous outlandish stories that unless I see evidence, unless he shows me a video or a picture, I'm like, dude, I don't believe you met Lady Gaga. Like, I just, there's no way. That's not possible. You saw Tiger last week. You saw Mike Tyson the week before. And, and now you're telling me you saw Lady Gaga. I don't believe you anymore. You have a friend like that. I have a friend like that. You probably know someone who, pathological liar, that might be a good word. They, they love storytelling. Unless you see what they're talking about, you do not believe it. Recently, Shohei Otani has come from, Shuhei Shohei, I don't know how to say it, has come from Japan to play baseball. And I hear all these rumors, I hear all these stories about how great Shuhei, I'm going to say Shuhei, Shuhei Otani is at baseball. I'm not saying he's awful. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I don't buy it yet. Shuhei Otani signed with the Angels, and everyone's super excited. I'm being told, he's the face of the league, he's the next best player, he's so great, he's this, he's that. I'm like, show me. Show me the evidence, and I will believe you. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just not a believer yet. I'm really not. I've been burned before. Uh, people told me Ricky Rubio, the, the point guard that went to 
the Minnesota Timberwolves was going to be a great player. Then we had Kenji Jojima, the catcher for the Mariners. You probably don't even know who Kenji Jojima is because nobody does because he did not work. He was not, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a failure, but he wasn't, he definitely didn't knock your socks off. You know, my buddy came over yesterday. We recorded a, an episode of my other podcast, What's Up, Sham? This podcast is a sports podcast. That other podcast is about everything else. I get to share my takes on other things in life. Two hours, two hours. Ryan spent two hours explaining Bitcoin to me. And at the end of the two hours, I honestly still don't even fully understand. I need more evidence. It seems like a good investment. Bitcoin seems like a good idea, but with potentially high returns, like low risk, high reward kind of thing. But I need more info if I'm going to be a believer in Bitcoin. That's how I feel about Shuhei Otani. I need more information. Look, maybe my buddy did meet Lady Gaga, but I need more evidence. Until I see it with my own eyes, I do not believe in Shuhei Otani. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I just need more evidence until I believe in Shuhei Otani as the next big star in Major League Baseball. I've talked about opportunity before. I, I strongly believe if a door is not open, you need to kick it down. It's one of my favorite things. You need to create your own opportunity. This is the RG3 story. I'm really excited to share with you guys his ridiculousness. So my buddy Nathan told me a good joke last night. There's a, a guy stuck on a desert island who prays to God. He says, God, save me. And two boats go by and ask this guy if he needs a ride home. And the guy says, nah, nah, I'm good. God's got me. God's going to save me. Well, the man starves and dies on the island. And he says, God, why didn't you save me? And God says, why didn't you get on the boat? I sent two boats for you and you didn't get on. You didn't take the opportunity when it came and jumped in your lap. So I read an article about Robert Griffin III the other day uh, that he rejected offers from the Arizona Cardinals and the Ravens, but that he also really wanted to play in the NFL. Really? It doesn't really look like you want to play in the NFL because you had two opportunities and you turned them down. Robert Griffin III does not get it. He does not understand how the world works. If you want something, but when it's offered to you, you say no, you don't really want it. Have you ever seen the movie The Pursuit of Happiness? It's one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Will Smith's character in The Pursuit of Happiness would have done anything to get a job. If you offered him a job, he would not say no. When offered a job with the Arizona Cardinals, Robert Griffin III said, Nah, there's, you guys have too many quarterbacks on your roster. And when Robert Griffin III was offered a job with the Ravens to play quarterback, he said, mm, I don't feel like I'm getting enough time to prepare. Look, there's a time to pick and choose. But Robert Griffin III is not in any position to pick and choose. He cannot be that deci de de decisive. Robert Griffin III is not in any position to be choosy. Robert Griffin III is not in the position to do that. And the funny thing is, Carson Palmer, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, got hurt. If he went to the Cardinals and tore it up, he would probably be their starting quarterback right now. And then next year, he could have gotten traded or signed somewhere else. Who knows? But Robert Griffin III had an opportunity, and he did not take it. He had a door that was open. He had a chance to go prove himself and to show everyone he can still play in the NFL. And he turned it down. If you're really thirsty, 
You do everything in your power to get water. Robert Griffin III had opportunities and he turned them down. If you actually want to play in the NFL, you would. Robert Griffin III is fooling himself. He's had opportunities. He turned them down. Robert Griffin III does not understand how opportunity works in the NFL, in life, and anywhere. If you have a door, kick it open and break it down. Not everyone. Not everyone should do that. If you're not desperate, if you don't need that job and it's a bad situation, don't leave. Like I wouldn't leave college for a bad job uh, that I don't want. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave Washington State right now to go be a marine biologist because I don't want to be a marine biologist. That's a bad opportunity for me. But if someone offered me a job, I'd have to think hard, long and hard about it. If, if Colin Coward offered me a job tomorrow, I'm out of here, dude. I'm going to go work for the best broadcaster ever to live to learn under him for two years. I don't care. That is what I would do. When a door opens for you, kick it down. Make it happen. Don't make excuses. And Robert Griffin III is only fooling himself. He says he wants to play in the NFL. I simply do not believe him. All right. I talk about relationships now and then, right? I, I do as if I don't ever. I talk about relationships a lot. It's, it's one of my, I think, best comparisons to sports. Sports, I learned a lot from football. I learned a lot about how you know coaches work, how bosses work, how to work with people around you. Sports and relationships have very good uh very similar traits. There are a lot of there are a lot of parallels between sports and relationships. It is very important to me in life that you do not settle. Uh, recently, I got rejected, I, and I know who in the world would reject me? Uh, like me, this weird eccentric guy. Yeah, someone someone rejected me, and it was hard. It really sucked. Um, but I shouldn't move on to the next girl, uh, and, and suddenly date the, the very first girl that wants to date me. Right? I need to get take time, get over that girl. I can't still be thinking about the first girl and date another girl. That's not right. And you do not settle. I meet a lot of girls that are, I call them vanilla, which means they're boring. They're just not interesting to me. Maybe there's a time and place to settle. I, I really have not found that yet. Uh, and, and it seems very possible that both, one if not both of the Los Angeles quarterbacks from UCLA and USC, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, will either stay in college or simply refuse to play for the Browns. If that happens, the Browns are screwed. The Browns will have gotten rejected just like I did the other day. But I, I didn't move on to the next, very next girl that wanted me. The Browns are going to have to do that. The Browns are going to have to draft Baker Mayfield if both of those guys do not want to go to the Browns. I, I love Baker Mayfield. He's my favorite quarterback in all of college football. But Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback that would help turn the Browns around. Baker Mayfield, I love him. I love him. I love him. But he has a weak arm. He has all kinds of other little issues. Baker Mayfield with the Browns would be Johnny Manziel all over again. A little bit more mature, a little bit better throwing, a little bit more composed, but still just like Johnny Manziel. I can see it now. It hurts my brain. I don't want to think about it. It scares me. But the Browns have a horrible problem. It's a catch-22. You can't not draft him either because if you don't draft him, you're going to say, well, another year without drafting a quarterback at the number one overall pick. And and on the off chance that Baker Mayfield is successful somewhere else, you look stupid. And the problem is Baker Mayfield can't win in the Browns. He'll probably go 15th overall to the Cardinals and be successful. That's a better fit for him. But think of how hard the Browns were criticized for not taking Deshaun Watson with the first pick. Deshaun Watson, who again, Deshaun Watson also wouldn't have worked with the Browns. People don't realize he went to the Texans. 
the second best roster in the NFL with a great coach and good people around him. That is why Deshaun Watson's future is so bright with the Texans. Deshaun Watson in the Browns is not the same guy. Deshaun Watson could, probably could not have turned around the Browns. Baker Mayfield can't turn around the Browns. Probably the only person that can turn around the Browns is Sam Darnold, to be honest. But if Sam Darnold doesn't want to go there, the Browns are screwed. The Browns will have to settle for Baker Mayfield. Again, I love Baker Mayfield. But the Browns organization doesn't need Baker Mayfield. This is what the Browns organization uh, leaked out the other day. The Browns organization leaked out that they like Baker Mayfield. And, And the reason for this is that if the Los Angeles kids stay, they're going to have to pick Baker Mayfield. Really, that's just picking the only girl left after everybody else rejected you. That's like me getting rejected the other day and saying, "Who wants? is there anyone else who wants me? Is anyone in the world wanting me? It's not the girl you actually like. It's the one that is left. It's the leftovers. No one wants leftovers. No one wants to settle for something they don't actually want. That is my fear with Baker Mayfield. That is what the, the whole problem with the Browns right now is no one actually wants to play for them. And if people don't want to play for the Browns, they won't play for the Browns. And they're going to have to settle for something they don't actually want that can't actually help turn their organization around. Baker Mayfield cannot turn the Browns organization around. But they're sending us messages now to prepare us for that when Sam Darnold stays, when Josh Rosen says he doesn't want to go to the Browns, and they pick Baker Mayfield, it doesn't seem like they're settling, even though that is exactly what the Browns will be Doing. Before we go to break, I want to point something out. The Cleveland Browns drafting Deshaun Kaiser was a great move. It was an absolutely great move. I want to praise the Browns right now. I, I'm not defending the Miles Garrett pick. I'm not saying the Browns shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the first round. But, but if that happens anyways, you're in the second round. Pretend, pretend it's already too late. You can't change the past. You're in the second round, about to draft a quarterback, about to draft something. You have to draft Deshaun Kaiser. It's the perfect perfect storm it's exactly it's so smart if Deshaun Kaiser was great you look like a genius if Deshaun Kaiser had been the quarterback of the future for the Browns and you got him as a steal in the second round you look like an absolute genius but if he fails you get the number one overall pick just like they have now it was a win win situation I'm not talking about the first round I'm not defending the way the Browns drafted in the first round last year but when it came to the second round draft pick, it's already, it's already over. You can't change the past. You have the second round draft pick and you pick Deshaun Kaiser. That was a good move because it's a win-win. If he's awful, you get the number one overall pick. You get probably Sam Darnold. If he's great, you look like a genius and you got the quarterback of the future. So I just want to go back and there was a moment in time where we need to appreciate and praise the Browns for what they did. They did a good thing and a smart thing when they drafted Deshaun Kaiser. I'm going to take another short break. When I return, we're going to talk about Tom Brady. We're going to talk about Adrian Peterson. I have two quick opinions. It's a segment I've never done. Two quick opinions. We're going to just, I'm going to throw them out there. We're going to see how they go, how it works. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can watch my full podcast on YouTube. You can watch my best, most interesting clips. And you can find the opinions you agree with or that you hate. And you can share them with your friends. Say, this guy's an idiot. Or this guy understands sports. And I really like his take on LeBron James or Tom Brady or the Browns or the 49ers or whatever it is. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We are growing something. We are building something. It is so cool. It is so much fun. I love the support you guys are giving me. And we are really doing something special. So continue to tell your friends 
about strong opinion sports. We're chasing, I'm chasing my dream. You guys are supporting me. It is a ton of fun. You're commenting good stuff on YouTube. I am so, so grateful for you guys. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'll be right back with Tom Brady. All right, we are back. This is Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schaumler. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Tom Brady had a bad Monday night football game last week. And everybody jumped on him. Everybody got excited and ramped up, and everybody called him old. Everybody in the media wants him to be old so badly that when they get the slightest amount of evidence, we pile on. I mean, I did the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. I I said Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback last week, but I at least watched two games. I had two games worth of evidence before I said something. I know I, I had a pretty quick opinion, but Jesus, man, I at least listened to, I watched two games and had two games of evidence to back it up. We watched one game of Tom Brady and suddenly the guy's good as dead. It's ridiculous. Can we wait for some more evidence, please? Please? Tom Brady has a lot left in the tank, and we are so excited to throw him away. Like, the media is so anxious for him to be old and gone that we're, we're rushing to conclusions. We're not waiting for the full evidence to happen. If Tom Brady has a bad game tomorrow, sure. If he has two bad games in a row where he looks awful, fine. That's, that's totally fine. Then you can start making the argument. But can we wait till we have some evidence? Watch how Tom Brady plays tomorrow. Tom Brady plays the Pittsburgh Steelers, the big AFC rivals. It's going to be a great, oh, it's going to be a, oh, a fantastic, fantastic game. I'm probably going to have some friends over. We're going to watch Tom Brady square off with the New England, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots square off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, if, if Tom Brady struggles, you can be worried. Then you can start making the argument. Is he too old? Is he not holding up? What's happening? But let's get two games with him bad in a row before we start saying he's too old. That's crazy to me. Here's what I think is going to happen tomorrow. Tom Brady is going to light it up. I believe Tom Brady is going to come out and just throw BBs and, and be really fantastic and make a big statement against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to see angry Tom, angry Tom Brady. You know Hulk? Hulk smashed. Hulk gets angry. He's really upset. We saw angry Tom last year after Tom Brady was suspended for four games at the beginning of the year. When you challenge Tom Brady, when you call Tom Brady old, you get angry Tom. And angry Tom is scary Tom. You do not want to deal with Tom Brady when he's upset and out to prove you wrong. We will see tomorrow. Watch tomorrow. We'll see see who's right. I think Tom Brady is going to come out and torch the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he does not, in fact, if he has a really bad game... We can start making the argument, and I'll talk about it. I'll say, maybe Tom Brady's getting too old. But I think you challenge Tom Brady. You push that guy. He's nowhere near the end of his tank, and you challenged him. You called him old. You offended him. He's angry. I think Tom Brady's going to come out and have a great game and smack the Pittsburgh Steelers all over the football field. We'll watch. We'll see. We'll see who's right. I'm happy to admit I'm wrong. If I'm wrong tomorrow, I'm wrong. But I think I'm right. I think Tom Brady's going to go out and make a statement against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I drive a 1995 Corolla. It, it's well documented. I, I, I love my car. It's great. My brother gave it to me. Um, it's, it's a really special car to me. It, it's, my, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It's, it's up there, though. It's really a car I just I love, and it's very, it means a lot to me to drive my brother's car. My brother left it to me when he died. My car is almost at 300,000 miles. 
300,000 miles and it is going strong. But if I crash it, it's the end. If I crash my car tomorrow, it, it's over for that car. 300,000 miles, it's totaled. It's not worth saving. It's really not. It's done. Adrian Peterson just got injured again. He has a neck injury. The Arizona Cardinals put him on the injured reserve. And Adrian Peterson is 32 years old. Playing running back. The most violent and not most violent, but one of the most brutal positions. Not only in all of football, but all of sports. You get absolutely trashed and beat up at running back. Effectively, Adrian Peterson's career is over. It's very sad. It, uh, it, it, it's time to move on, though. It is time to move on from Adrian Peterson. I lived in Minnesota growing up for a brief time. I had, I had two posters of Adrian Peterson on my wall. Adrian Peterson was like a god for me growing up. It was Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, and Drew Brees. Adrian Peterson, it was a, it was a good, good run. I just want to say thank you so much. I'm going to miss Adrian Peterson a lot in the NFL. He had some incredible years. He had some great moments. It was fun as a Vikings fan back in the day. When I was, I was younger, I was a Vikings fan because I grew up there. I'm sorry. It's how it was. I was six. It was so cool to watch Adrian Peterson back in the day, and I really appreciate everything he did for the league. It's sad. I think his career is done. You wouldn't save a car that's got over 300,000 miles on it and is totaled. Adrian Peterson's 32. He's had multiple injuries. He's injured again. I think his career is over, and I just want to say thank you. Adrian Peterson, it was a hell of a ride. It was a ton of fun. I really appreciate your career. It was fun to watch you, um, and I'm sad your career is probably over. But it is, and I just want to say thank you. It was a good ride while it lasted. I want to do two quick opinions. This is a segment. Uh, I don't know if it's a segment. I don't know what it is. It's a, I have two things that I'm, two little brief uh, opinions I'm testing out. I'm, I'm going to talk about them more next week. Probably the second one more than the first. Uh, but this, the first opinion is kind of silly. It's that I really, I, more of a joke. I just want to share it with somebody. I have to tell someone this is how to do it. I want Russell Wilson to win the NFL MVP simply because I cannot wait to listen to his acceptance speech. I listened to Baker Mayfield's acceptance speech of the Heisman Trophy. It was fantastic. You know who's the best speaker in the entire NFL is? It's Russell Wilson. Like When Russell Wilson retires from the NFL, he could have a great career simply doing motivational speaking. I could listen to a podcast where Russell Wilson just talks about his life. He's fascinating. He's a good speaker. So that's, I'm selfish. You know, I, I think Russell Wilson, he's my favorite quarterback in the NFL. He plays for my favorite football team. He's having an incredible year. I think he's worthy of the NFL MVP based on his statistics. But even if you take away his statistics, man, just, I want to hear that guy give a speech. I love, love Russell Wilson. I want to hear more from him on the podium. So that's my first, uh, more of the silly, fun opinion. This is the other opinion that uh, I'm, I'm excited to share because I think it's, it's important and I think we don't think about it very much. Everybody hates Lonzo Ball. Like everybody seems to hate Lonzo Ball. I watched LeBron James was in the hospital the other day. Uh, I saw this on SportsCenter's Instagram page. And LeBron James had a, had a young child say, can you dunk on Lonzo Ball? I don't like that guy. And Le- LeBron James kind of shrugged off and said, yeah, we'll see. And then LeBron James, after the game, actually gave Lonzo a hug. The reason why everybody hates Lonzo Ball is because of his dad. I, I really think Lonzo Ball is a, a good guy, an interesting guy. Like, like, what in the world has Lonzo Ball done to you? What has Lonzo Ball done that you don't like? 
Like, like what? Like he has his own shoe that his dad made? You don't like LeVar Ball. Your problem is not with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball seems like a good kid. And, and I think we need to be aware of that and take a step back that our problem with Lonzo Ball is not with Lonzo Ball. Our problem with Lonzo Ball is LeVar Ball, the dad. I get it. If you don't like, maybe you hate LeVar, so therefore you hate his son. But just be aware that you're punishing a guy for things he hasn't done. Lonzo's quiet. He's, he's pretty passive, actually. You may, maybe you hate him. You think he's overrated as a basketball player. But the guy, the guy who is Lonzo Ball seems like a good guy. I think I would get along with Lonzo Ball. I've watched a lot of interviews. I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm a huge sports nerd. Lonzo Ball seems like the kind of guy I'd want to get a beer with. I'd want to hang out with. He's like a good person, like not a bad person at all. So just be aware. You're punishing Lonzo Ball for the actions of his father, and you're making it personal. Be aware. Lonzo Ball seems like a good guy. He seems like a guy that, again, I'd want to hang out with. Just be aware. Be aware when you, when you insult and criticize Lonzo Ball and make it personal. Your problem is not with Lonzo Ball. Your problem is with his dad. Okay, tomorrow there are seven huge NFL matchups. I talked about them a little bit on Wednesday. I hope you stay for the end because I have a good message at the end of the show too about my younger brother. Um, but there are seven great matchups this week uh, on Sunday, tomorrow, in the NFL. First, the Patriots play the Steelers. I am picking the Steelers. I think the Steelers... Oh, sorry, I'm not picking the Steelers. I'm picking the Patriots. I am picking the Patriots. See, that's how conflicted I am. It's going to be a great game. The Patriots, the Steelers, it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm picking the Patriots because of Tom Brady. It's a home game for the Steelers. That scares me as a guy picking the Patriots. It's going to be fantastic. The Steelers, the Patriots, Sunday night. I think it's Sunday night football. What a great matchup. The Chargers play the Chiefs. I am picking the Chargers to beat the Chiefs. The Chargers are on fire. They've been through adversity. They fought back from 0-4. The Chargers will beat the Chiefs tomorrow. These are, again, seven great games you should watch tomorrow. Watch, check in on, whatever. The only game on this list that doesn't have any playoff ramifications is the Cardinals and the Redskins. This is going to be a good football game. I guarantee it. The Redskins are bouncing back. They've had two blowout losses in a row. The Cardinals are, I mean, they're, they're mediocre. They're fine. But look for the Redskins to bounce back and play better after getting blown out two weeks in a row. The Packers and the Panthers. Woo! This is a, oh, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun game. This is Aaron Rodgers' first game back in an NFL uniform since getting injured. The Panthers have, in the past, hurt players who came back from injury. So Aaron Rodgers, I'm picking to win. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers to beat the Panthers and the erratic Cam Newton. That's going to be a good game you want to watch. The Titans and 49ers. The Titans may play themselves out of the playoffs. If the 49ers come out, punch them in the mouth, and take out the Titans, I mean, they, they're, gonna, they're definitely losing ground. Uh, they might be a wildcard team, if not completely out of the playoffs. If they don't take care of business the next couple weeks, I'm picking the 49ers to take care and beat the Titans. They're playing at home. Jimmy Garoppolo's first home game as a 49er. I'm excited. I'm just so fascinated and enamored by Jimmy Garoppolo. I like him. I think he's a franchise quarterback. The Titans are going to be a good challenge for Jimmy Garoppolo. Cannot wait to watch Jimmy Garoppolo face off against the Titans tomorrow on Sunday. And the last game of my seven matchups that I can't wait to watch, the Cowboys and the Raiders. I'm picking the Cowboys to win. I think Dak Prescott is going to have a huge game. I talked about him at the beginning of the show. Look for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys to drub the Oakland Raiders into the ground. Could be a better matchup than we think. Derek Carr is a pretty good quarterback. He's had a bad year. I think he's still hurt. But Dak Prescott, I think, is going to make waves and make a big statement tomorrow against the Oakland Raiders. My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for listening. Today is... December 16th. 
And on December 14th is my younger brother's birthday. December uh, December 14th, uh, my younger brother Zane would have turned 19. He died. He took his life. It was awful. It was really bad. And I, I don't talk about suicide very often because my fear is that when you talk about suicide, um, you might encourage someone else to do what he did. But I want to talk about that. I want to share with you guys. Zane was my... Uh, he, to this day, is really a big inspiration to me. He's why I do everything I do. I'm really grateful that he was my brother. We played football together. He was a, we were on varsity at the same time. We, we had one game together where we scored a touchdown both in the same game. I was a varsity quarterback. He was a sophomore. He was a scout team running back. Um, but he gave me a hug after he scored a touchdown on varsity. And it was so much fun. And uh, I just, it was a hard week for me. It really was. I had a hard day yesterday. I went and saw uh, Star Wars all by myself without, uh, without my brother. And I remember the night he died, one of the first things I thought about was, He's never going to see how this story ends. He's never going to see the rest of Star Wars. How does the story continue and how does the story finish? And I just, it's sad. It really is. I found a stat. I'm going to find it real quick. I found a stat. I found a stat posted by SportsCenter about the Cleveland Browns. It said that since uh, December 18th, 2015, there have been three Star Wars movies released and only one Cleveland Browns win. I thought that was really funny. I wanted to share that later. Um, But the point of this was Zane. Zane had a huge impact on my life. I'm very grateful for him. He was one of my closest allies and best friends. I worked with him and uh, I just really, I miss my brother very often to this day. Suicide's a real problem. And if anyone listening to this podcast ever has problems and needs help or needs someone to reach out to, you can do not hesitate. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. Find me, contact me. I want to help you. I, uh, suicide's a really big, real problem. And it, it almost ruined my life. It didn't. And I really hope you never go through that. And I hope you never, ever make the choice he made. Because I'm still, to this day, I struggle with anger and pain about Zane's uh, death and Zane committing suicide. And I miss him very much. My name is Zach Schaumler. Thank you so very much for listening to Strong Opinion Sports. Uh, I love you guys so much. This is my, my passion. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. You guys are allowing me to chase my dreams. And it is so much fun. It really is the greatest thing uh, it's a big blessing and we're taking off. We're, we're getting a lot of views. We're getting a lot of subscribers, a lot of listens on SoundCloud and on iTunes. And it, it's just a ton of fun. It's my favorite thing in the world is preparing and delivering a podcast, especially strong opinion sports. It is so much fun. You can subscribe to strong opinion sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud and on YouTube. You can find my full episodes of my podcast or my best, most interesting clips on YouTube. You can share them with your friends. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing at an unbelievable rate. I cannot believe it. I'm so grateful for you guys. Continue to tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Share it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Tell your friends about, uh, you know, face-to-face. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. We're growing. It's awesome. I'm very proud of it. Thank you so very much for listening. My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. I hope you have a great Saturday. I hope you watch some awesome football tomorrow. The episode will be out late, probably 8 o'clock tonight on Saturday. Thank you so very much. Love you guys. Goodbye.